We'd like to recognize sponsors. Attorney Lee Van Richardson, located at 1047 Austin Street in Hempstead, Texas. Their phone number is 979-826-8008. Diva Skin Conditioner, located at divafeet.com, D-I-V-A-H feet.com. Their phone number, 903-270-0026. Prairie View Athletic Club, serving student athletes since 1986. Their phone number is 936-857-5817. Temple of Refuge Ministries, located in Prairie View, Texas, at 45372 Old Highway 290. Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union, several locations to serve you. Katie, Rosenberg, Brenham, Bryan, College Station, and Waller, Texas. Their phone number is toll-free 855 2149. If you or your business would like to be a part of the sponsorship team here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network, contact us at 832-213-8824. It's the Radio God Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show. From time to time, we are forced to do some things that we I just we just have to do it's good news going around throughout the Southwestern Athletic Conference, even if it's from down the road. But it is what it is. We're going to introduce to some and present to others the newly hired volleyball coach for the Texas Southern Tigers. That is none other than Miss Gabrielle Floyd. How are you today, ma'am? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for asking. Well, look, before we get any further down the road, is it OK if we call you Gabby? Yes, that's fine. Okay, I just wanted to get permissions. You know, I, I know I'm a panther and you're a tiger, and I didn't want you to think <laughs> I was being disrespectful or anything like that. But uh, oh, no. look, congratulations on your new appointment. Thank you. You know, uh, some would say it was a long time coming, and those would like, well, who is Gabrielle or Gabby Floyd? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but you, you've earned your stripes, literally and figuratively, being a Texas Southern Tiger. But if you don't mind, before we go any further, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell your journey, how you landed where you are right now? Okay. Well, um, I am from the Houston area, actually. I grew up in Missouri City, Texas. I graduated from Willow Ridge High School, classic character. And so um, from there, I was a walk-on student athlete at Texas Southern. Um, my initial plan was to go somewhere out of state because I just wanted to be away from home. I'm the youngest of four kids, and so I just wanted to kind of feel like I was forced to make sure that I was growing up and, you know, not having to lean on my family for everything. But um, plans had changed. God had a better plan in mind for me. And so I um, went to Texas Southern. I asked the coach like a few days before preseason if it was okay to be a walk-on student athlete. And she agreed to take a chance on me. So that's where I started. Now, I did play tennis there as well. And so I played tennis for three years, but I basically grew up in the volleyball program. And so um, after my senior season, um, we were still at the tournament, actually, at Pine Bluff. And I decided, you know, after I had kind of calmed down, after we got put out the tournament, I feel a little better about that because I'm competitive. <laughs> but... Um, I went on and asked our uh, head coach, even before we left the facility, if she would mind me being a, a graduate assistant for her program. And so she looked at me a little strange. 
you know, because we hadn't even left the facility. And she like, you know, already looking forward to other things. But for me, I just didn't see my life without volleyball. So, you know, I was looking for that next step. So after I graduated, I was allowed to be a GA. And then when I got my master's in 2005, I became an assistant coach. And so I've been there under two different coaches. And, you know, everything has turned and I'm here now as a head coach. Well, you know, that's why we do these things, Gabby, because a lot of people don't know the hard work, the consistency, the stick to itness uh, of being dedicated to something that you love. We have a little motto here at the open mic, love what you do, simplify what you do, and then master what you do. And when you do that, regardless of what level you're performing your duties on, it truly never feels like work. Now, you were assistant mm-hmm. for a long time. You've been under two yeah. coaches. Mm-hmm. What is it like for you right now that you're actually sitting at the chair as the head volleyball coach? Although no matches under your <laughs> belt yet, has this well, all been, been like a fantasy world to you right now? Well, technically, let me go back and correct you. I was head coach for a day for two matches, once in uh, 2016 and then another time in the conference tournament in 2018. So I do have two wins under my belt. We played Alcorn and then we beat Jackson in the tournament. So I do have two. But, uh, you know, fully being uh, recognized as a head coach, you know, this is like a, a big first for me. So, you know, I don't take it lightly. I don't take anything for granted. And I'm just truly grateful for the opportunity for our uh, vice president of intercollegiate athletics to see something in me and decide that, you know, they should at least give me an opportunity to apply for the position, interview for the position, because I know a lot of times people only want those that have, you know, significant experience. And right. so, you right. know, I just felt like it was very beneficial. You know, I have been a loyal person to the program. I've always wanted the best for the student athletes. You know, I teach classes on campus as well within health and kinesiology, and I'm always looking out for my students. So, you know, I'm just a big fan of my university. And I just always want the best for it. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Right. Now, with that being said, I was going to mention you've also been on the staff teaching classes. Will you still continue to teach classes or will you just transition over to full time coaching? That load, uh, I will still be teaching, but it will definitely be a lighter load because I was teaching full time. You know, I had five different classes. That will be uh, reduced tremendously. So, you know, I'm grateful for that, too. So now with that. You have to replace your old position now. Do you have a short list in mind, or are you going to have to kind of wade through the water to sort out what's available? Uh, There is a short list, but I'm definitely going to be making phone calls. Um, You know, I've been reaching out to people and talking to people and everything, just trying to kind of find out who would actually line up best with my vision for the program and, you know, who's going to come in, you know, similarly to my heart and make sure that we're doing the best for the student-athlete. So it's not a very long list, you know, but a a short one, but I still want to make sure that I read through and, you know, make sure that we solidify the right people. Okay, we're speaking right now with Miss Gabby Floyd, newly hired volleyball coach for the Texas Southern Tigers. Um, (laughs) She's she's just all giggity behind all that right now. She likes to, I think she's making fun of me because I'm a panther, but that's okay. We'll get... (laughs) To the, to the bottom of all that real soon. Now, you're being hired at a strange time to be involved with athletics right now. We have COVID going on, and I know a lot of people 
have been discussing if is there going to be any football this fall, but there are other sports, right. i.e. volleyball, cross country, and soccer. What have you been doing mentally to get yourself ready for what could be or what could be not a 2020 season? Uh, one thing I have not been doing is stressing out about it because, you know, whatever the plan is, that's how it's going to be. So all we can do is continue to prepare. You know, the young ladies are working out and doing things. I'm trying to do a lot of things administratively and, um, you know, just kind of getting the line for the season in, in case we are able to have a season. Um, things that I've been hearing that it may be shortened, you know, and things like that. We might have new dates and a new schedule. But, you know, um, I'm just one of those people that don't believe in worrying myself behind things that I can't control. Amen so, to that, sister. Amen to yeah. that. <laughs> so, you know, whenever things come out and they say, hey, this is how we're going to move forward, then we're just going to go ahead and move forward. You know, always trying to make sure that everybody's safe, you know, because I have a daughter as well. And, you know, I would want my daughter to be safe with and anybody else's saying. So that's one of those things that's extremely important to me. Absolutely. You know, I really care about these young ladies and, you know, want to make sure that they're able to be able to be safe and their families are, you know, secure and comforted by the things that we're doing. Okay. Now, is your daughter a volleyball player as well? Um, we don't see. Uh-oh. <laughs> she's eight. Yeah, she's eight. So, you know, um, I'm one of those people. I'm big on introducing her to everything. So she's been, you know, around volleyball and she likes trying to work on skills and things like that. But right now I know her heart is in swimming. So we definitely gonna push that, but I wanna expose her to everything, you know. So if she decides that she really does like volleyball, we definitely gonna push that. Oh, no but doubt. If she at does all. it, you know. Yeah, but if she's not good in it, you know, I'm not gonna force her. Oh, thank <laughs> you. What, thank you, coach. We're gonna find what works. Thank you, coach. You're not gonna be one of them coaches. Look, put a little magic in. Look, put a little baby, little magic can't play dead on on Halloween night at midnight. So I understand. And thank you so much for that, coach. You, you know, I greatly appreciate that. We're talking right now with Miss Gabby Floyd, the newly hired volleyball coach at Texas Southern. Now, look, you've been the assistant. You've been under two different coaches and some similar philosophies. And I can already hear you now, man, if I was coaching, I would do it like this and I would do it like that. What is the Gabby Floyd philosophy and approach to her softball team? I'm sorry, to her volleyball team. Um, well, I, I am a big component of teaching and making sure that the student athletes understand the game. So, you know, the better their volleyball like you can be, I feel like it'll be a whole lot easier to train teach and the games will be a whole lot more fun and so you know I, I can be a stickler for some things you know discipline on the court and things like that you know are really important to me and then also just wanting to make sure that everybody's able to actually enjoy what they do you know that's one of those things like I love my time as a player you know every year I feel just got better and better I love my teammates you know we had a good time and you know I love winning and losing and, you know, it was just fun. You know, we talked a lot of noise on the team, too. Well, I can, I can already tell that, you know, and, I, and, and trust me, I've seen you in action, remember? So, yeah, I already know that. I was going to bring that up anyway, but I didn't mean to interrupt. Carry on, man. Carry right. on. <laughs> you know, but for me, those kind of things just kind of heighten the whole experience of the game. You know, it's all in fun. You know, yeah, we're going to talk about you and tell you you had a terrible hit or something like that, but it's just to help you step your game up, too. 
No, you step your game up. We gonna step our game up, so we just gonna have a good time. Well, you know what? I'm I'm an old uh, swag baseball player, and part of the swag flavor. Was a little lip service, you know, oh, just yeah. in just, but you know, they didn't got yeah. politically correct these days and you can't really <laughs> talk about it. I'm aging myself on it, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> you know, look, look, if you look, cause if you knew you was good, you didn't have to talk that right. much. But when you did say something, they heard you loud and clear. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And so, but but you know, I can't. You know, you can't say nothing. They don't even want you saying nothing in the stands anymore. No fan oh, no. participation. But that's okay. Yeah, I digress. We're talking with Gabby Floyd, volleyball coach of the Texas Southern Tigers. Now, what is your rotation preference? Like, you know, um, everybody have what they like to. What do you like to run in your sets and formations? Well, it, it honestly depends on the personnel. You know, if we can just um, have just one setter and she stays in the game, that would be fine. But that's not always, you know, that's not always our situation. Um, sometimes we have to run a 6-2 where we have the setters, you know, coming in and out of the game and things like that. Um, but I love six rotation players. If they can stay on the court and play front row and back row, that's always um, a good thing for me. You know, that was how I rolled. I didn't understand coming out the game unless it was a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as the timeout's over, let's get back in the game. I know, you know that's but, right. So, you know, those are some of the things that I like, just helping to minimize uh, substitutions and things like that and be able to allow the players to kind of stay in a groove as much as possible. But, you know, if somebody's not getting it done, then you can come on on the side, cheer on your teammates, and let's get somebody in that's going to do it. Yeah. You know? Right, and that that really comes to as you mentioned of uh, the recruiting, which you were mm-hmm. mainly responsible for most of the recruiting as the assistant. Will you still focus on recruiting, or will you kind of pass that down to your assistant that you bring aboard? Oh no, I, I feel like everybody should be involved in recruiting. Like we should all be on one accord with the players that we really like. Um, you know, having more eyes on a player kind of help because somebody might see something that I don't see, you know, and vice versa. And so, you know, just trying to find out who would be the best, you know, I believe in having everybody on board. So I would definitely not let that go, you know, and I would always want to have other people having eyes on the young ladies too. Okay. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure that since you've been hired, you've heard about the new additions to the conference and a lot of people getting excited about the football piece, but (laughs) From volleyball, it just got a little deeper in swag water, did it not? <laughs> it did. It did. And I think uh, it kind of helps that we had started to do a, a swag MEAC challenge. So now, you know, the teams are not unfamiliar to us because we had seen some of the teams in those early tournaments as well. Right. So we've seen a Florida and we've played Bethune. You know, and we were trying to get to a Bethune tournament this year, too. But the Well, you don't have to worry about that any longer, do COVID. you? <laughs> I know. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> so we always been trying to get to Florida anyway. Right. Well, <laughs> speaking of Bethune, Bethune's uh, got a Houston connection with their head mm-hmm. coach. And uh, so yeah. a lot of familiarity when it comes to recruiting uh, volleyball yeah. players. And it appears from outside looking in that a mm-hmm. lot of universities such as your Howards, your Bethunes, your FAMs, mm-hmm. and, and even Hampton, they have success coming to get Houston volleyball players. What's going on with sure. that, Coach? Well, all I can say is similar to me, 
I was looking for a way to get out of the Houston area just to be away from home and have a new experience. And so a lot of times that's just a part of it. You know, people want to be able to do something different. You know, not that they just that eager to get away from home, but just to have a new experience. Because for some people, they've never left the city. You know, so now it's a perfect opportunity, especially if you have a scholarship. That's the perfect reason for you to go ahead and leave and see how other people live within the country and things like that. Okay. And so, you know, I think a lot of times that that's uh, a big part of it. People just kind of wanting a different experience if they've been here all their lives. Okay. So uh, you felt like that, then you got tricked into going to Texas Southern <laughs> and you kind of say, you know what? It's not bad staying in Houston. That was I'm, a great, I understand. great blessing. You know, I understand. You know, I understand and you won't hear no argument out of me at all. Now, when, when we get to uh, the scheduling and all mm-hmm. that, and I'm just uh, assuming that your fall schedule is already laid out and stretched out. How would you go about scheduling and what type of matches would you like to see the Texas Southern Tiger uh, volleyball program take under your direction? Well, actually, I have been doing the scheduling for the past few years anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always try to get a few matches. Like if we can travel and go somewhere, you know, especially if we can fly at least every other year, that would be nice. Uh, get to one of the coasts or something like that and just kind of step out and go to some of these other tournaments. We like to look for those. Um, but we definitely play a lot of um, out of conference teams just to kind of get our girls to see volleyball in a different area and, you know, just kind of figure out, you know, how things work in preseason so we can go ahead and prepare for our conference matches as well. Right. And so, you know, we don't have any issues playing the PWIs and things like that. Definitely don't mind playing other HBCUs. But, you know, a lot of times it also deals with, you know, how our, um, how far we can travel you know, and budget and things like that. So we always have to be mindful of those. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, and when you talk about budgets, and we all know that all budgets are not created equal, um, <laughs> and, and and we talk about the lion's share, it's more of the crumbs of the crumbs for some of our mm-hmm. institutions. How do you make the most out of the minimum when it comes mm-hmm. to recruiting? How do you recruit? I know with the COVID now, Everybody has reached out by way of Zoom and all yeah. these other avenues. Do you see that as being part of your extended form of recruiting uh, in the future? I do. Like, we get emails, you know, I could get easily like 25 to 30 different emails a day. And so, you know, email stays full. So it's always them to watch different coaches are reaching out. You know, or else they're making themselves available when we didn't, when we need to reach out to them as well. And so, you know, with everything with COVID, like this is just kind of what we have to do. You know, and it does help with budgeting for sure. You know, because if I can stay home and watch film and things like that, that helps at least narrow down the kids that I need to go and see. Right, right. But I definitely prefer to have actual eyes on kids because I like to see how they warm up. I want to see how they interact with their teammates, with their coaches, or listening to their parents in the stands versus listening to their coach. Like, all of those different things matter. You know, what kind of energy do you have? What kind of volleyball IQ do you have? You know, I want to see all those kind of things. And, you know, when you're watching highlight reels, that's exactly what it is, just a highlight. And so, you know, I want to see the true person and, you know, kind of get to see their identity on the court and then as well, you know, talk to them and figure out who they are as a person. You know, always got to make sure that their uh, intended major 
is something that we have, you know, because it's all about graduation. It's not, not all about the sport. So we got to make sure that those things will line up so that they would uh, be a good fit for the university. No doubt about it. Now, Coach, you got to be honest with me right now. How many pieces of film and emails you get when the, the, the athlete is just terrible? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten on a scale of one to ten and you'd be like i can't believe they wasted my time to even send me this stuff don't call out no names or no institutions but when you look at do you call your staff or can y'all believe somebody would actually send this how many of them you get on a scale of 10 out of 10 coach we don't get as many we used to get a whole lot more but now i think people are kind of you know weeding all of that out you know, and kind of being a little bit more realistic about their goals and things like that. Yeah. But also, um, I think one of the things, too, like when we go into some of these different camps and things like that uh, with the collegiate coaches, you know, we get to sit and talk to the uh, all the participants and just kind of explain to them, like, you know, D1 is not your only option. You know, don't look at an HBCU like, oh, that's just Texas Southern or that's just Prairie View. You know, like, we have high standards as well. Absolutely. So, you know, if you come here and you think that, oh, I could just give my bare minimum, you know, don't be mad when we say thank you, but no, thank you. You know, oh, we right. kind of win and, you know, we really have great programs. And that's one of those things that had not been preached, you know, as much in the past. Because people like to always look at, oh, the school is so big. They have so many people on, you know, their facilities look like whatever, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best fit for you. So we always try to push, you know, for kids to find their right fit. Right. You know, Look, whatever level it is, whatever conference, you know, find your right fit. Don't treat us like no second class citizens. And I love exactly. how you put Texas Southern over Prairie View first. I, I caught that <laughs> Always. coach. I caught that coach. I'm, I'm, you know, but since this is your moment to shine, I'm not going to rain on your parade right now. We're talking hey, with Kat. I, I have a sense of humor. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? That's what makes the world go round, right? We're talking <laughs> with Gabby Floyd head volleyball coach of the Texas Southern Tigers. Now, uh, you spoke about when you're visiting with collegiate coaches, and we know mm -hmm. that volleyball has exploded within the last 10 years. We could safely mm -hmm. agree with that. You have all this club volleyball uh, teams going on. I have my opinion, but I want to hear from a coach's perspective. Mm -hmm. um, these are some great things, and they can also be some detrimental things what is your take on club volleyball? I think it's a great avenue, especially to continue learning in the sport, to continue play. You know, since our sport is just in the fall, so now you are able to play in the spring and the summer and things like that. Um, it's good to be able to get some different experiences as well, learning from different coaches, because if you have a goal or a dream to make it to college, you know, you don't know what kind of coach you're going to get. And so the more experience you can have under different coaches and learning different things, different ways, it can help you be more adaptable when you get to that college, you know, and be able to adapt to that coach's plan and that coach's scheme. You know, one of the toughest things is, things is to only see things done one particular way and feel like that's the only way, you know, I learned it this way, so this is how it has to be. And then somebody come and rock your world because they want to change something up, you know, it could be a small detail or something, but. A lot of times kids will get stuck on that. So, you know, club volleyball, I think, is a good way to be seen as well. You know, because when coaches are not in season or just in the spring season, we have more freedom to get out and go and see players, um, you know, since we can't always be at their high school games. So 
So it gives them more exposure and everything like that as well. So there are a lot of different pluses. Now, for the parents, I would say, you know, club volleyball can be very expensive. You know, so you definitely making an investment in your child when it comes to that. Um, definitely want to find the right fit for your, your player there because sometimes club volleyball can be a bit uh, political, you know. And so there are a lot of, uh, I would say that there are more pluses than there are minuses. But I would always say that it's a good idea. You know, okay. and for those individuals that cannot afford to go to clubs, you know, those are the ones that definitely need to be pushing more of their high school, you know, situations, you know, trying to make sure that people can see them in film, you know, and just kind of getting their name out there as well. Right. So other than the high school avenues, mm-hmm. uh, and I know the club is the way, and someone mm-hmm. who might be financially challenged because this COVID right. has shook everyone's pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Do you have any other potential alternative ways of that volleyball uh, player honing in on some of their skills? Uh, some people have gotten, you know, family members to kind of help out, you know, whether it's just off in ball school or something like that. Um, but other people have been able to locate like personal trainers and things to kind of help that can actually teach them skills in the mix as well. And if you, you know, that, that is an alternative route. If you can't be out, you know, or be on a club team, you know, it could be expensive, but if you're still getting training and you're still growing, then that's always a positive. Okay. Now the personal trainers can get pretty expensive too, couldn't they? They can. They can. But if you look at it like paying for a whole season versus paying for, you know, a certain amount of training, you know, you just kind of have to balance it out and figure out what, what works best. Well, a lot of people, you know, and just if, if somebody's too expensive and they're unwilling to work with you, find somebody else. There you go. Next, next train, next train smoking. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Absolutely. Look, I'm appreciating you so much taking time out of your schedule <laughs> uh, to be a part mm-hmm. of us here with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. But something that I was a huge fan of, and I'm hoping, I've been hearing through the grapevine that there's a possibility that these roundups will no longer be. And I thought they were exceptionally uh, brilliant ideas. That way you get to see every conference school in one location mm-hmm. for that weekend. Are right. they talking about this man in that coach? We honestly, uh, there's conversation every year trying to figure out what works best. And, you know, I think some people are saying, yes, it's really great. And other people are saying, well, it's about the same when it comes to budget and things like that. So they have those debates. I was not um, privy to those conversations as much. I would just wait on the final details, like, okay, this is what we're doing. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, we do talk about it. Um, it seems like it's been talked about every year, like in the head coaches meeting, like what we feel would be the best route to go, things okay. like that, and, you know, where we should spread it out and who would host and things like that. Okay, well, now that you're going to be allowed at the table now, what do you mm-hmm. think? What would you prefer? Um. I don't mind the roundups as long as they are at least over like the three days that we had moved it to because originally it was like a two-day thing and that was just really, really tough on the girls, you know, and it can be grueling on the bodies, I will say that, you know, because playing five matches with three teams and, you know, we have some pretty strong competition in the conference, so, you know, that could be a little tough and like this past season when we were at the roundup at Jackson, we actually lost two middles in one single match, you know, and that was really, really tough. We had a lot of um, adjusting that we had to do, you know, from losing two players in one match. So, 
you know, that part, you kind of look at it like, all right, maybe we need to pace it out. But, you know, you know, you can't ever predict when somebody will be injured and things like that. You always hope that it would never happen. Right. But, you know, that's unrealistic. And so, you know, it can be tough on the bodies. But at the same time, you know, um, it is good to be able to be in one location sometimes just, you know, for fans and things like that. The parents that want to come out, they can see their children play in multiple matches versus having to travel from state to state to see it happen. So, you know, either way it goes, you know, I've, I've been here for a long time and we never had roundups when I was playing. So, you know, I'm good either way. <laughs> I know that's right. I'm I good know either that's way. right. Time does yeah. bring about a change. And, Coach, yeah. I'm thanking you so much for making yourself available. Miss Gabby <laughs> Floyd, head volleyball <laughs> coach at Texas Southern. We have a custom here, Coach, that we allow our guests to have some closing thoughts and comments. And the floor is now yours, ma'am. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for reaching out to me. I thought that was really awesome. Um, so consider a little old me. But, um, you know, I do have some family members, I will say, that, and some friends that graduated from that little school up north. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, it's always a love-hate, love-hate. But, um, you know, in competition, is you know, we hate everybody until, you know, it's not us. So, um, I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to speak and allowing people to get to, little, to get to know a little bit more about me. Um, I can be a little bit quiet and things like that until it's game time and things like that. So, you know, I would just hope that everybody would continue to be supportive of their different sports and come out and watch us play whenever you can. Socially distance, of course, you know, but we're just hoping that everything will get back on track some kind of way and that people would just continue to stay healthy, stay strong and have faith. Well, that little school up north that you dare to call the name <laughs> out on is Prairie View A&M University that sits on top of the hill, baby girl. And I just want you to understand, I will wish you nothing gotcha. but luck until <laughs> you face you. the Mighty Panthers. And then it's game on. But I do want to thank you so much and promise that you will not be a stranger to us here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network in the very near future. How does that sound? Sounds great to me. Thank you so much. No, thank you. She is Miss Gabby Floyd from that other school east of us. (laughs) The Texas University. Look, they they got that maroon and gray, uh, whatever they want to call that stuff down there. But whatever it is, we do thank her for being a part. We thank you all for joining in with us. Thank our sponsors for being a part of today's episode. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. As always, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side.